You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. My guess is you're here because something's going on in your marriage. Probably things are not going so well between you and your spouse, and you're trying to find a way around that. I want to talk today a little bit about something that keeps people stuck. It's an anchor point, and it's a destructive anchor point in most people's lives. It's not just in your marriage, but everywhere else. I call it the anxiety anger anchor. That's a mouthful, but the anxiety anger anchor is what happens that that roots us to the anxieties and, and, and therefore the anger that comes through problems in our lives. Anxiety is a place deep in our brain that's trying to keep us safe. There's this threat system that we have in our head and deep in our brain that's trying to to alert us to any threat in our life. That threat keeps us on alert. It's a great skill to have if something is really threatening you. If there's really something that is dangerous, it's a great thing to have. If you're walking through the woods and and you hear a sound off to the side, it's good to be alert to that, to have a little anxiety about that. If you're walking on a path and you see a squiggly line, it's good to have some reaction to that that keeps you safe. If we didn't have that anxiety, a lot of times we would keep wandering right into danger points. We would continue walking ourselves right in to situations that are irretrievable because instead of of, of being on alert, instead of being ready to take action, We're simply saying, huh, I wonder what that is. And without the anxiety to fuel us, our body isn't ready to respond. The problem is that that place where our body gets ready to respond is called the fight-flight response, where we're either ready to get out of the way or take on what we see as the opponent, the threat. That's what fuels the anxiety. There actually are three F's to that. There's fight, flight, and there's freeze. And you may know all of these three by the way you find yourself in situations with your spouse. Let's say your spouse gets upset and you just freeze like a deer in headlights. The freeze response. That's what rabbits do. When something's coming at them, rabbits just freeze. Uh, and that's part of what makes them you know, kind of targets. Uh, one of the things that I learned about flounder when I was scuba diving is that that's their way of, of staying clear. I, the reason I found it is because I had a, uh, another diver who decided to go and hunt down flounder. And I said, oh, gosh, what do you need? Do you, do you have a spear gun or how do you do that? He said, oh, I need to just take down my knife. And I said, my knife? How, how are you going to track down a flounder with your knife? And he said, well, the funny thing about flounder, when they get spooked, the first thing they do is just they go flat. They lie flat on the bottom and they freeze. And so you just go in and, you know, you get them with your knife. And I thought, wow, not very efficient for the flounder. Well, most of the time it works just fine for the flounder, right? That's how flounder have survived. And then you have the other animals that, that flee. So you might have that response. Maybe something happens at the office and you decide you've got to go take a walk or you've got to go get some coffee or you're going to leave for the day. And so you flee. Well, other animals do that too. And, and we might even do that with the spouse. You know, spouse comes in and is upset about the day. And you decide it's time to you know, go take a walk, go take the kids to the park, go do something else. And sometimes that's not a bad technique to get you away from the situation right then. Animals do that. You know, something that, that they think can hurt them. They flee the scene. They get away from it. That's their technique for staying safe. And then there are the times when we do that other one. 
the fight, the arguments that we have with a spouse. You know, something triggers us and we can't figure out why we can, cannot keep our mouth shut. But we get engaged in a conflict with a spouse because there's something that feels like it's at stake. Have you ever had that time when maybe you're arguing with your spouse and in your head you're going, why am I even having this discussion? It makes no sense. I don't even agree with what I'm saying, what's coming out of my mouth. I certainly don't feel as strong as that sounds like I do as it's coming out of my mouth. Have you ever had that? I certainly have. It's kind of like watching myself, watching this weird part of me that's decided to run away when I shouldn't have or to f- flee uh, the scene or to freeze the site. You know, someone, I'm in the middle of something, I can't even get anything out of my mouth. That's that freeze point. Or, or I start arguing when I, I know better. I know that that's not going to be helpful. That's fight, flight, freeze. We all do those pieces. And that all comes from our, our deep place of anxiety. So what does anxiety have to do with anger? Well, interestingly, Anger is the outside way we express that anxiety. Anger is a secondary emotion. We think that it's a primary emotion. We often talk about this person who made me angry. But in reality, the anxiety, the threat was what was driving the anger. It's secondary. When we feel hurt or threatened or anxious on the inside... Often what comes out on the outside is anger because anger you know, kind of keeps us protected or at least we like to think it keeps us protected. When we get wrapped up in our anger as it's coming out, we get anchored into a conflict. So anger repels, and that's the interesting thing. That's, that's why we've developed the, the outward expression of anger. When we're hurt and feel wounded and we come out with our anger, It repels things away from us. It repels people away from us. It keeps us safe. At least it can keep us safe when it doesn't matter. You know, if I've got somebody on the street who's coming at me and I need to make them understand that I can protect myself, my anger is a good thing. In situations where I am truly at risk, my anger can be a good thing because it brings brings some energy to that. When I'm having a disagreement with my spouse... When I'm trying to settle something in a relationship, anger is not so helpful. And what we forget is that the behind the anger is the anxiety. The anxiety, the feeling of threat, of fear, that's what's behind that. We forget that because the feeling, the, the bodily expression of that anger is so overwhelming that we're convinced that that's real, that the anger is real, and we forget that the anger is secondary. So anger repels, but interestingly, hurt attracts. When we're able to share our hurt, people are able to help. Think about whether if you walked up on a fight scene, you know, you see these two people fighting, and you look, and there's this one person who is just really angry and tearing into the other person. And then you see this other person who is being uh, hurt by this other person. Which one do you go for? Which one do you naturally move towards? Don't you naturally defend the hurt person? I mean, most people, when they see somebody being hurt, they don't rush in to multiply. They don't rush in to add their own hurt to it. They don't, you know, add their lumps to that person. They tend to want to defend. And so when we see somebody attacking, we always respond in attack. We always respond with anger. And that's the problem. When a spouse is coming in with anger, 
We respond with anger. And remember that behind your spouse's anger is the hurt and the threat. And so if, instead of responding to their hurt and threat, we get wrapped up responding to their anger. Not only that, but we don't express our own hurt and threat. We express our anger. So you can see the anchor point to this anxiety anger anchor because it links us to this place. Anxiety is, is creating the anger, but we don't express that anxiety. And instead, we raise the stakes by being angry. Anger raises anxiety. And here's the problem. Anxiety comes out as anger, which when it comes back and forth into a cycle is where it anchors into two people. So somebody is anxious and their anger comes out. The other person sees the anger, becomes anxious, and it raises their anger level, which repeats on the other side. So we have a back and forth of where the anxiety coming out as anger raises the anxiety in the other person, which comes out as anger, and the process repeats. This is why we get so anchored to our anger and anchored to the anxiety-anger anchor. That's where we get stuck. And so part of our process is figuring out how to defeat that process. If we're trying to find another way through this threat that we're sensing, we have to find a way to get around the stuck places, around the places where we feel like we can't get beyond it. So in the face of anger, let me suggest a couple of ways we step around that. And this is whether it's your anger or your spouse's anger, or more likely, you and your spouse anchored to your anxiety and anger. The first thing I suggest is that you always look for hurt. Always look for hurt. When the anger is coming your direction, look for the hurt behind it. When your spouse is acting in angry ways... Look for the hurt that's behind it. Look for the anxiety that's driving that. Remember that anxiety is about that threat that feels like hurt. So always look for the hurt. Always look for what's triggering the anxiety. Whenever you respond to the anger, you've responded to the secondary piece. You've missed the primary piece. So go look for the hurt. Go look for the anxiety. If you're doing that with your kids, remember, as your kids are angry with you, there's something that's feeling threatened to them, that there's something behind that. And to be able to ask the question, what's bothering you, what's what's scaring you, or or is there something that I did that hurt you, can help them get beyond that. When a spouse does it, the same thing, to be able to say, wow, I'm guessing that there's something I've done that's making you anxious or making you feel hurt. Can you tell me what that is? That changes the pattern. And even if they continue to express it in anger, at least you've gotten behind that. Remember, we lead with anger in order to to kind of create a protection. But with our loved ones, we're not necessarily wanting that. We just don't know how to get beyond that. So always look for the hurt, whether it's with your friends, whether it's for your spouse, whether it's for your children, a boss, anyone else. Whenever the anger is there, look for the hurt that's behind it. The second thing is to always stay with your own place of center. When we allow ourselves to get anxious, when we allow somebody's anger to to grab our anxiety, 
we're only furthering that anxiety, anger, anchor. And we're better off being able to stay at a stable point for ourselves, a place where we're anchored in our own center, not anchored in the anxiety. One way of doing that is to remind yourself of calm, of of finding that place of being able to listen. Instead of reacting, to listen and to breathe, which is our third thing to do, to breathe. Now, that may seem like a very simple solution when I say, well, just breathe. But remember that breathing is a central part of life. In fact, that's what unites all of us is this breathing in and breathing out, and it happens automatically. And our breathing is something we can also become a a place of control for ourselves. When we are on automatic and when we are anxious, we begin to breathe out of our chest. It's the way our body protects itself. When you feel like, when your body feels like it's under threat, it automatically protects your your belly. That's the soft place. It doesn't have any bones to protect the, the vital organs. And so the abdominal muscles clench up in order to keep those, those uh, vital organs safe. That's helpful in the middle of a fight. That's helpful if something is coming after you, some animal or some person is coming after you to hurt you. It's helpful to protect those organs. It's not so helpful when somebody's hurt and upset and they're coming out in anger. And so when you begin to breathe through your chest, you begin to create a feedback loop. It's an accelerant. So when you breathe through your your chest, you're accelerating the anger, you're accelerating the anxiety, and you're accelerating that process. When you breathe through your belly, you're automatically telling that very deep part of your brain that really doesn't even understand words, that everything's okay, that everything's safe, that everything can be relaxed. And when that happens, the anxiety automatically drops. At the same time that the, the breathing is beginning to bring you back to center, remember another thing that centers people in relationship, and that's touch. When somebody's upset, if they're willing to hold your hand, if they're willing to let you touch them, that allows them to calm down, and it helps you calm down. If they're not, that's okay. Stay with your own place of being centered. Make sure that you continue to breathe. Make sure you continue to remind yourself that the other person's anger is about their hurt and you don't have to catch it. You don't have to catch the anxiety. You can continue to be a part of that centered place for yourself. The next thing to do is to make sure that you admit your own hurt. Sometimes we want to defend ourselves. When, when we're hurt, we don't want to admit it. <laughs> we like to pretend that we're the tough people and, and this is true especially for men, but all of us can fall into this trap of somehow trying to maintain an image of toughness, which doesn't allow us to address the hurt that's behind it. And when we can't address the hurt, we get anchored again. The anxiety, anger, anchor gets activated because we can't admit to the hurt that's below us. So if we admit to our own anxiety to say, you know what, the situation is making me anxious and my feelings are kind of hurt with what's going on, you notice a couple of things immediately. One, it shifts you because now you've been able to kind of un- unbottle it, right? uncap it. You've, you've allowed some of the pressure of the situation to be released. And you've also reset what's going on in the relationship. Instead of being focused on the anger, you're now focused on what's below that, what's beneath that, the hurt that can be addressed. Remember, as we talked about earlier, it's much easier for us to deal with somebody else's hurt than to deal with their anger 
It's just as true that it's much easier for the other person to deal with your hurt than to try to deal with your anger. Many times confrontations are ended simply because one or the other is willing to admit to the hurt, to the vulnerability, to the anxiety that's fueling it. And as soon as that happens, it's like the balloon that suddenly deflates. The power that was in there is suddenly gone, and it's just a pile there. As you work to reestablish a calm between you, remember the anger-anxiety anchor, or the anxiety-anger anchor, that keeps us stuck in a pattern with people that we love. So work to look for the hurt in others. Work to stay with your own place of center. Work to do the belly breathing and work to allow yourself to admit to that anger. I hope as you've gotten beyond this, you're able to see that it's not the anger that's fueling it, it's the threat that's fueling it. It's not, it's not the anger that's coming out, it's the hurt behind it, the anxiety that drives that. The anxiety is the anchor point. Anger is very difficult for us to deal with. Hurt, the anxiety behind it, it's much more easy to heal, much more easy to address. So focus your energy there. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.